I'm your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism. My mom and dad are Hello, welcome back to Killer Cuties Podcast. I'm Cassidy. I'm KD. Yeah, we hope everybody had a really good holiday uh, season. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, <laughs> 2024. Yeah. That's all even numbers. Oh, do you like that? I do. Oh, I'm an odd numbers girly. Well, I like odd numbers. I just like it when they're all odd numbers. Okay, you like just consistency. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually checks out. That's very on brand for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh. Today we're going to talk about Babadook. The Babadook. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, there's some news in the world of horror, though, we could touch on first if you want. Oh my God, I would love to touch the horror okay. news, please. Touch it. I'm touching yes, it. That's it. Um, so we got some Golden Globe representation this year. Yeah, Golden I Globes. Saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, January seventh mm-hmm. is the ceremony this year, 2024. Um, let me just go through the list real quick. There's not a lot, but there's more than usual. Um, actor in a musical or comedy film. Can you guess? I think I already know because I saw mm-hmm. it. Was it? Mm-hmm. It was Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, for Bo is afraid. <laughs> yeah, which is honestly, I guess there's comedic elements in it. It's more anxiety-inducing <laughs> for me personally. But you know. Yeah. Um, if all it takes is a giant penis to make your movie a comedy, then any it's- movie with Willem Dafoe is a comedy. <laughs> oh god respectfully he, respectfully respectfully he got nominated for some stuff too um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for poor things mm-hmm. which i haven't um, seen yet i want to see it though yeah it looks good mm-hmm. mark ruffalo 13 going on 30 i love him um okay i lied it's not a lot of representation but um oh, okay. the rest of it's the last of us Okay. Bella Ramsey. Yeah. So good. Bella Ramsey, actress in a drama TV series. Um, The Last of Us, drama TV series. Pedro? Yeah, Pedro too. Um, Actor in a drama TV series, Pedro Pascal. Um, Yeah. So it's not a lot, but but we'll take it. A A few nods here and there. Yeah. It's It'll not do, I guess. <laughs> I'm pissed that foreign film didn't include When Evil Lurks. I knew it wouldn't. I told you. Not, it's not the type of movie they want. Catastrophic. They will never recognize horror, Katie. They just won't. It's just not. Give it up. <laughs> Stop trying to make the Golden Globes happen. They're not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yellow jackets. Yeah. 
Yeah. A uh, female actor in a supporting role on television, Christina Ricci. As she should. Yeah, that was she was iconic in that. So good. I actually still haven't seen the second season, though. Oh, me neither. Whoops. I forgot there was one. I'm just really be- like, I'm sorry if it, I, I'm a binger at heart. I'm a binger. And if it's not all out, the thing about me is that I'm going to forget what happened and have to rewatch it. And I'm not rewatching every season, every time a new one comes out. So yeah, which you have to do. Right. Because I'll rewatch season one to watch season two and then season three will come out and I'll forget what happens. I'll have to rewatch season one and two just to watch season three. And it's too much. I can't do it. And I won't. I shan't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You gotta, you gotta watch the whole thing all over again, especially if you had to wait. Yeah. Like the new Game of Thrones spinoff that came out like three years ago and we still have another like eight months. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. You can't just go into that without having watched it again. No, that's just not going to happen for me personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah. tune in next week when Last of Us wins everything. i hope i can only help yeah well i actually don't know what it's up against succession that that might that might take it yeah and barry barry might be comedy yeah barry's comedy well we'll see see. i mean pedro's gotta win At the very least. Well, everyone thought that he would win Sexiest Man Alive or whatever last year. And who did they choose? Patrick Dempsey, who hasn't done anything in like two years. That's not true. But still, he, he should have been Thanksgiving. It. Yeah, but he should have been Sexiest Man Alive at like peak Grey's time. And he wasn't. Yeah. That's Honestly. He should have done it. Pedro Pascal ruled 2023. Like there's no reason he shouldn't have been. He really did. Sorry. I'm going to shatter the illusion here, but I'm pretty sure that's a paid marketing opportunity. Like, I, oh, I think Patrick sure. Dempsey paid for that. That's just, that's everything in Hollywood. Yeah. You pay for the Golden Globes. You pay for the Oscars. You pay for your star on the Walk of Fame. Like, the, you know, you're not just given those things. You yeah. pay and you campaign for them. And the best campaign wins. Yeah. Well, No. Yes, yes, the best campaign wins, but (laughs) I literally think that Sexiest Man Alive is a paid opportunity. I think that whoever paid the most gets to be Sexiest Man Alive. Like all these awards that like companies get, you know, like the, I don't know, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yeah, they pay for that shit. How much would you pay to be Sexiest Woman Alive? I feel like I'd have to really believe it in my heart to want to pay money for that. <laughs> You'd have to feel like the sexiest yeah. woman of 2024, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. Five bucks. If it's more than five bucks, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. I don't think and honestly, That's- the five bucks would mostly be like for for the laughs, like for the joke. Yeah. Like, lol, look at I'm <laughs> the sexiest woman alive. <laughs> you know? It's like how when Taylor Swift won person of the year or whatever from time. And it's like, good for you, but I was the time person of the year in 2006. So yeah. I beat you to it, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> that one, I don't know if it's paid or not. 
I wouldn't be surprised. That one doesn't feel paid because how would it be you? You know? Yeah. Or like they were just like, oh, it's collective. just you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like the collective survivors of XYZ or, you know. Yeah. Frontline workers. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Should we talk about the movie? I guess or do so. Do you want to skip it this week? What are you feeling? <laughs> Uh, no, we should talk about it. We should talk about it. Um, I'll give a quick, a quick summary. Okay. We're changing it up a little bit. We used to do like a full blown summary. Yeah. Um, if you don't if know by now, just like, just watch it. Go watch just it. Pause here. Watch the movie. Come back. Let and us then, know how you feel. <laughs> please go back. Yes. Um, but at a high level, mm-hmm. we're taking it from Google. Uh, the Babadook, a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband, battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. Yeah. And it's the Babadook. The Babadook. Yeah. Gay icon. Babadook. I yes. did not understand that at all. And I mentioned it in the, our Christmas episode on Krampus. Yeah. He's more of a gay icon to me. With that tongue? No. No, (laughs) Um, no, actually, so this is how this all happened, right? Please, yes. It happened on Tumblr, as so many memes in 2014 did. (laughs) Um, So a user named Taco Bell Ray uploaded a screenshot of the Babadook showing in the LGBTQ section of Netflix. Like, LGBTQ <laughs> movies, here's the Babadook. To this day, I do not know if it was photoshopped or if they actually, like, just mistakenly put it in there. I don't know. I think people reached out to Netflix and no one responded, so who knows? They went viral. It took off. It became a thing. To just insist that the Babadook is gay. Like, just, that was a meme. It was a whole thing. And it just kind of blew up. It took over Tumblr. It took over Twitter. Like, it just spawned from that. And now it's just kind of a known fact that the Babadook is a gay icon. (laughs) So stupid. I love it. I'm obsessed with that. That's so fucking funny. I wouldn't put it past Netflix to do that on accident or on purpose, honestly. No. I think it makes sense. And I like to think that it wasn't photoshopped and that it was just there. Um, but yeah, people have definitely made a lot of jokes about it and kind of taken it. But I do think like if you if you kind of think about it, it could be kind of a a thing that that gay people connect to. Did you connect to it? Obviously I connect to the (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know, but it's, you know, I think it's very clear in the movie that it was intended to be a symbol of grief, right? The mom literally goes through the five stages of battling the Babadook, lands on acceptance by keeping it in her basement. Keeping <laughs> like it worms. its presence. But so I think that that's the main thing. But I do, you know, think 
there's correlations between like depression and not being able to be yourself and things like that that fuck it it could be like you could actually make a case that the Baba Duke is obviously a gay man <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not arguing with you yeah thank you you're welcome um I also related. Yeah. You. The Babadook Baba himself. Duke. Well, both. But because because he is just a manifestation of her feelings. I saw it more as yes. a manifestation of like just generalized depression as okay, opposed yeah. to grief specifically. Yeah. Um and I made connections throughout the entire movie of like, oh my God, yeah, that's exactly how that is. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Because like as a – and like not to bring down the vibe, <laughs> but as a mom of a younger child with the mom, I have depression. My kid doesn't yeah. have depression. I have depression. Um, sometimes you just want to lay in bed and you don't want to hear your kid talking to you. Yeah. It's so hard. I was just thinking about, as I was watching, I was thinking, I am so fucking lucky to have Dylan be able to just take over or pull me out of a spiral or get me out of bed. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I could see myself in the mom situation. I could, I mean, obviously, I would never do anything to hurt my kid. But, um, and that's one of the things that, that I guess the director heard a lot from moms who saw this movie was that thank you for saying the things that have not been said because there are definitely days where I would rather just be sitting in bed laying in bed crying yelling at anybody who comes into the room you know what I mean yeah um yeah it it was like I cried during this movie a lot yeah it's incredibly emotional mm -hmm. and a very good and accurate representation of what it's like to be a parent with depression. There were like some female critics who kind of looked at this and said, oh, we don't like that portrayal of this mom. Who, the mom would never do that to her kid. And A, that's not true. There are moms who have done that. Um, but also, like you said, there's moms who just get overwhelmed because motherhood is very, very difficult. Parenthood is really difficult. And you're not really prepared for that. I think a lot of us are told and grew up as kids saying you know oh you get married you have kids and that's just how it is but you're not really prepared for how difficult it can be um so yeah I think it was kind of good to show that aspect especially since postpartum depression is a huge thing well I mean and this isn't necessarily that but that is a lot I remember like watching a documentary about postpartum depression and how like this woman was like I had to leave like, I had to take a break and go stay like leave my husband with my kids because she kept like wanting to hurt her kids because she, she just didn't know how else like she just wasn't dealing with it yeah. and so she like thankfully removed herself from the situation but it's a very real thing that happens that people don't want to talk about but yeah yeah um and especially going through that after your husband having died oh no way. Can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Be game over. Yeah. 
But it's good, though, that you connect into it, even not through a grief aspect, but through a mental illness aspect, because that's kind of what she meant. Obviously, in this movie, it is very much about Amelia's grief. But um, Jennifer Kent, the writer and director, had said that American distributors were down to help with the budget under the condition that the Babadook would be killed in the end. And she said no, because to her, the Babadook represented mental illness and trauma and grief, all of these things that people deal with that they don't go away. You deal with that your whole life. And she was like, I don't want to give the impression that you can just kill it and return to normal because it's not how it happens. You kind of have to just accept it and learn to live with it. Yeah. 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 At the end when he was saying, the son was saying, you know, it's getting so much better. Like, ugh. Like it's something they're working on. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I kept, I kept trying to like make the parallels between Babadook and mental illness. Yeah. Um, And every single thing that happened in the movie, I could be like, yeah, that, yep. Yeah. Even the, even the bowl of worms, digging for worms and like feeding. Honestly, you never know like what you're going to need to pull you out of it you know what i mean and it yeah. very well could be going and digging for worms with your kid literally my kid and i just went to a worm farm the other day oh <laughs> and we were hanging out with worms and it was so much fun we had a great time and it's just those those moments are moments that kind of just pull you out of it you know yeah so yeah it, it was totally relatable and timely having just gone to a worm farm yeah, yeah it, it's kind of funny because when this movie first kind of came out and was big um, in America, because it didn't do well in Australia, and then it got internationally distributed and actually did well. Um, But I watched it, and then I had a friend in retail who was like, oh, should I watch this movie? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, watch it. And she's not really into horror movies, so she was not excited. And so... She comes into work the next day and she's like, Cassidy, like, I couldn't finish it. It was too scary. I had to turn it off. Like, you have to tell me how it ends. And so like, trying to describe that, like, yeah. oh, they keep it in, a, like, as a pet in their basement and feed it worms. She was, was like, she thought I was fucking with her. She's like, you just want me to watch it. And I was like, no, that's literally, like, yeah, that's how it ends. And it sounds so stupid, but, like, it's really, I mean, the whole thing is, not even that subtle of a metaphor, so it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense when it's in the movie, but just saying it out loud, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of sound dumb. Stupid. Um, but it was not. No. No. Yeah, it really worked. Um, it I did. loved the, the, like, art aspect of it. I guess a lot of Babadook himself was stop motion. Mm-hmm. And not CGI, which was one of the stipulations of the directors, um, was that she didn't want to do a whole lot of CGI. She would rather do it real life. Yeah, I think it was clear she had a very specific vision of how she wanted things to go. Yeah, and she stuck with it. And she's even said, "This is the only Baba Duke movie. There will not be a sequel." Uh, yeah, I saw no matter how much. Well money she's paid which Which i kind of (laughs) respect as as the we'll do anything for five dollars girl i don't get it but i do like the idea of it though there's some movies that are just kind of like okay yeah 
let's make it a series. Let's do it. And then there's some movies that I'm kind of like, okay, let's not. Let's just leave that how it is. So I do kind of respect the fact that she's like, this is not a movie that should have sequels. That doesn't make sense to the story. So I'm not going to do it. Um, but not me. It, Again, I'm a sellout. So <laughs> Relatable. Relatable. If it were mm-hmm. to be a sequel, it would have to be a different family, I think. I think it would be fun to explore, like, how other people deal with yeah. Babadook, which just, like, adds to the metaphor that everybody would probably deal with him differently. Yeah. That's true. No amount of money, though. None. Mm. Too bad. Oh, I guess she was like very. Uh, Jennifer Kent was very careful when it came to Noah Wiseman, who played Samuel, the kid. Um, like she kind of gave him like a child-friendly version of what the story was about, um, and then he wasn't present for any of the scenes where, like Amelia was abusive to the kid, um, and Kent said. I didn't want to destroy a childhood to make this film. So props to her because some people wouldn't care. Yeah, we need more women directors. We just said this in a recent in a recent episode. That's a very woman director thing for her to do. Yeah, yeah. Props to her. Yeah, which is great. I feel like he probably grew up and was like the kid from The Shining. It's like, wait, I was in a horror movie. <laughs> all I had to do was ride a bike around a hotel. Yeah. Which is crazy that like that kid was protected because the rest of the cast was not. <laughs> Shelly Duval is she was fucked up by, by that movie. Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, Cooper, and she just uh... released a new horror movie. Nice. Yes, she did. The kid who who played Samuel was also like a lot younger than they had intended on casting. They were they were auditioning eight, nine, ten year olds even. Mm-hmm. Um, but he beat out everybody just because he had this like innocence about him. Um, and I know how you feel about him, but I thought he was an incredible actor. He did a very good job. I didn't say he did a bad job. He is a terribly annoying. <laughs> this movie is it's birth control for me. <laughs> See, I... I'm sorry. Him screaming and so like I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I'm not a parent. I don't have that instinct. Yeah, oh. I I did not feel that way at all. I it it genuinely tore me up when he would be like screaming in the back of the car because his mom just couldn't like get herself out of it enough to talk to him or like you know mom i'm hungry mom i'm hungry mom i'm like he's just fucking hungry like he's not doing it to be annoying he's hungry yeah like it's just that's he's a kid yeah and that's why yeah i guess so yeah, because those are those are the scenes that that fucked me up the most. Like, especially the scene where he was hungry and she couldn't drag herself out of bed. Because I could see I could see that happening. If yeah. I didn't have Dylan, there would be days where I, she would have to fend for herself. Yeah, 
Yeah? yeah. Well, I'm sorry to Samuel. Thank you. But you're annoying as shit. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Oh. I can't. That's like when uh did you ever see the War of the Worlds movie with Tom Cruise in it? No. Is there an annoying kid in that one too? So Dakota Fanning plays his kid in that movie. Oh. And a little bit, I don't know if it was a year or two years or something after that movie came out, some entertainment source did a user poll that was like, what would be the most useless thing to have in an apocalypse? And she won. Dakota Fanning's character in that movie won the entire thing because she was that annoying. Oh, my God. So it kind of reminded me of that. If I'm dealing with a Baba Duke, I can't also be dealing with this kid. Oh, my God. Literally the only child I can think that really bothered me in a movie, and it's actually a pseudo-horror movie, is the girl from Jurassic Park. Oh, the little blonde one? Yeah. She bothered okay. the shit out of me. She just kind of stood there and stared it. a lot. She did. She had a very starey face. The whole, the whole fucking movie. Yeah. 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 She wasn't annoying though. She was just useless. Well, she's good. How much can she really do? You know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Did you watch the short that this was based off of? By the way. No, I didn't get to watch that, and I didn't get to watch the documentary. I didn't even know there was a documentary until you said that. Yeah, it's called, it's called, his name is the Babadook. The mm. making of the film Babadook. Yeah, it's like 40 minutes long. I, I was desperately trying to watch it before, um, before we chatted, but I could not find it anywhere. Maybe it's fake. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it would be interesting, though, because again, I think like she had a very specific, like, idea for a while i think she even said that she wanted to shoot this entirely in black and white mm -hmm. and then she kind of decided never mind but but yeah i thought that was interesting because she like she didn't go to film school she didn't went she? to school for acting that's right. with uh uh what's her the name mom. the mom yeah mm -hmm. um essie davis so she went to school with her and that's how she knew her and got her in the movie but then she uh, kind of lost interest in acting and she sent a written proposal to director Lars von Trier <laughs> and was like hey can I come assist on your film who's filming Dogville at the time and like learn from you and so she calls that experience her film school and she said that the thing that she learned the most is to be stubborn so I think that's why like she was she sticks to her guns is that's what she learned yeah um, from him, which I guess makes sense. He has a very specific. I feel like you can watch a movie and know that it was from him. So what has he done? Uh, he did the Nymphomaniac series. He did Antichrist. He did The House That Jack Built. Some of them are on the list. Some of them are not. But he's kind of he's he's controversial. So oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. But his movies are out there is a lot of. He has his style. Okay. I'll say that much. <laughs> has yeah. Jennifer Kent done other movies? Um, I don't know Directed. if she's off the top of my head. I don't know, but I can look it up. Um, The Nightingale. Director. Which has a better, better reviews than Babadook. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. Dogville, Monster, Babadook, Nightingale. Uh, looks like she did an episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities as well. Yeah. But yeah. Not a lot. She acted in Babe, Pig in the City. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember that movie. <laughs> no, me neither. I remember the first Babe. I love the first Babe. Oh, okay. Oh, she has seven director's credits. Oh, one upcoming. Mm. Alice and Frida Forever. Romance oh, yes, between we'll two young women in Memphis during the late 19th century. Ends tragically and captures the attention of the United States. Oh, another gay movie. Wow. She's for the gays. She's for the gays. Maybe she did it. Maybe when she was putting, oh my God, there's a movie called How the Duke Stole Christmas. Anyway. Uh, well, I'll put that on my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two minutes long. Oh, cute. Oh. Hmm. Well, how scary did you think that this movie was? Oh, we're going right into it. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's get crazy. What if I wasn't done talking about it? Okay. Keep talking about it. No. Uh, how scary? <laughs> how scary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a three. Okay. That was really fucking scary. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it was just more like unsettling. But it was unsettling enough to be like, okay. Scary. William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, said that he's never seen a more terrifying film than this. So you're not well, alone. His film certainly wasn't scarier than this. If you had watched that in the 70s, you'd be shitting and pissing and crying. <laughs> well, I didn't. I have higher expectations than a 60-year-old. Oh, I like The Exorcist. <laughs> I don't not like it. It just yeah. wasn't scary. That's fair. Um, how scary did you think it was? I give it a two. Oh, okay. Mainly because I do remember when I first watched this movie and I was kind of like, ooh, like what's going to happen? Like when she's like going to bed and he's coming at her, like, that, like there was a lot of tension building moments. So I do remember yeah. like being scared when I first watched it. Now I think it's kind of funny because he's like you yeah. know yeah but <laughs> <laughs> i will give it some credit that at the time i do remember it being scary yeah how sexy do you think it was two because he's a for, gay icon yeah the b and lgbt stands for Baba dude <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> just wiped you and i off the map i guess well, no, we're fine. just Baba Dukes. We're just Baba Dukes. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it's preference. <laughs> Baba Duke. Baba Duke. <laughs> Even if he wasn't a gay icon, though, 
smash. Over Krampus? No, I also said I'd smash Krampus. Yeah, but who Why would is it an prefer? either or? Who Why would it you prefer? Or? Why can't Not- it be sandwiched in between? Why does it have to oh. be? <laughs> Spit roasted. Yeah. Ooh. Tongue on one side and the fingers on the other. Oh, no. Okay, oh, sorry. my God. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. The timestamp so I can tell my mom to skip over it. <laughs> I was asking who would you prefer? Krampus I don't know. or Duke. There's more of Krampus to love. But Babadook yeah, but is got literally that, like, shadowy, like. Wait, we literally just talked about your type in men. How it's tall, skinny Halloween boys. That's literally the Babadook. <laughs> I did moments before we pressed record say that Jack Skellington is my perfect, my ideal. <laughs> yes. Babadook is not far off. He's hot. You can't watch Nightmare Before Christmas and tell me that he's not hot. I can. No. <laughs> Think about it again and then change your answer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not not odd. Thank you. But it of the three now, because you still haven't answered the fucking question. I don't Krampus, wh- Babadook, and Jack Skellington. <sighs> fuck Mary Kill. Let's go. <gasps> no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm marrying Jack Skellington. Yeah. He's very sweet. Oh. I, swear I think to God, I'm fucking the Baba Duke, and I think you're killing, killing Krampus. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I like the, the mystery of the mask and everything, but I can tell from the tongue he's not cute. <laughs> what? But you know exactly what that tongue do. Yeah. That's not good enough for you? I don't know. I kind of like the mystery of like, what's, what's the Babadook going to do to me? Probably fucking kill you. No. Okay. Who does he kill in this movie? Who? He exactly. tries. No. He tries, but then they accept him. And I would accept him. Okay. That's fair. Be feeding them more than worms, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also kill Krampus and fuck Papa Duke and marry Jack Skellington. Okay, she's over here judging me. That's crazy. How fucked up did you think it was? <laughs> A little more now that I'm thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. Well... Um, no, it was pretty fucked up. Pretty yeah. uh, Not like really fucked up, but I mean. Yeah. I gave it a three. Okay. I didn't tell you how sexy I thought it was. Oh my God, you didn't. How sexy did you think it was? A two. Because of the Babadook? What, what else is there? I don't know. Name one other thing that could possibly bump it up to a two. Yeah, no one was choked, so it's just got to be. <laughs> All right, a three for fucked up, though. Yeah. Reasons? Well, maybe it's not really a three. It was more oh. scary than it was fucked up. And it was, okay. it was like, 
metaphorical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really fucked up. Okay. But I mean, yeah, no, I stand by it. It's a three. Okay. I didn't explain it, but that's what my heart says. You know what? That's fine. Thank you. What did you give it? I gave it a one point, but right. again, just because a lot of it was metaphorical, but also like I don't have a kid. Like I don't, it, it clearly impacted you a little bit more than it impacted me. Um, but yeah, it was for like the child abuse. Like that was not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch a parent treat their kid like that. So that wasn't fun. I didn't no. like that. That was fucked up. Agree. Yeah. Overall, I gave it a four. Oh, okay. Oh. Excuse me for loving movies about grief, you know? <laughs> like, what oh. am I supposed to do? <laughs> you didn't ask me what I rated it, so. What did you rate it? I gave it a five. Another yeah. five? Another five, which. Oh, my God. I know. Which is why we were, like, right before this episode, we were scrambling to reschedule all of our mm-hmm. our movies for the next couple weeks. That's, That's why. Because I didn't watch so many fucking fives in a row. Yeah. This I'm movie glad fucking you slaps. It. Yeah. I really, really You know really what? Um, there's a review on letter- Letterboxd mm-hmm. from someone named Liam F., and it's a really great review. I'd like to read it to you if you don't mind. Please do. Probably safe to say that this is my second favorite 2010s horror film that serves as an extended metaphor for grief that features a blonde-haired Australian actress screaming, I am your mother, at her son. <laughs> wait, wait. Are they talking about Hereditary? Yes. Because I literally was like, oh my God, that reminds me of Hereditary. So many times during this movie. Yep. That's so fucking funny. That's fucking funny. I liked it a lot. I was like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. But this movie just hit different. You liked this better than Hereditary? Absolutely. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, You know, I just, I was like, like viscerally crying in several scenes. And that just like, you know, it automatically bumps up the score a little bit. Oh, yeah. I love crying at movies. Yeah. Big fan. Emotion. Emotion. And yeah. we have bitched before about movies that didn't portray grief appropriately. And this movie was entirely about portraying grief. So. Yeah. I do love a good movie about grief. hmm I think. Yeah. I think the only reason this isn't like a five- to me, is because it's like a little on the nose. <laughs> like it's not very subtle about it at all. I guess, but it is a great movie. It's really well done, and I think there's like aspects of about it that you can tell it wasn't like a huge studio movie. But I kind of like it. It gives it like a little character. I didn't so. feel that way at all. What made no. you feel that way? I don't know. Like some of the editing and like the Babadook, you know, it's just a little. <laughs> Well, liked- they did use a lot of their budget on the art department, so I thought that was yeah, yeah. a smart choice. Yeah, and I liked the way he was portrayed, like artistically yeah. portrayed. Um, he was kind of flat. He didn't exactly match 
the vibe. He wasn't overdone. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't mind that at all. I loved the art style. I loved the art of the book. Yes. And the vinyl for the soundtrack is the book. It looks like the book, which I'm they fucking sold, obsessed with. I think with. they like sold copies of the pop-up book as promotional. Ugh. But there were only like 9,000 sold. And I think Ugh. the first, however many, were signed by Jennifer Kent as well. How much is it on eBay? I'm looking right now. <laughs> you got to get it. Baba Duke. Uh, Bob, I was even typing. Oh, God. Um, oh. oh. The Babadook Blu ray with pop up slipcover. Oh, that's not like the book. No. no. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Just... Mr. Babadook pop up book. Good condition. $150. Okay, that's not that crazy. That's not that bad. I'm not paying that much, but I would. I get it. <laughs> I'd pay that much. Okay. Do it. You won't. No, I won't. Oh, well, so you wouldn't pay that much. Maybe I wouldn't pay that much. Um, you know, um, I, I, yeah, I liked that. I, I thought it added, added character. Yeah, that's what I said, but. Yeah. Yeah. Would you right. survive? Oh, uh, I mean, I am. I'm living proof. I'm living proof surviving the Babadook. Yep. There we go. Annoying kid and all. Just kidding. I don't have an annoying <laughs> <laughs> I have the best kid. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Baba Duke. Oh, okay. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. No one no one even dies. And again, I mean if it's like uh, about Dog mental dies. illness, I I yeah, I, I'm nailing it. So <laughs> Yeah. The dog yeah. does that, yeah. That's Dog unfortunate. does that. There's like a whole website dedicated to that. Yeah. <sighs> well, what? I guess you, the next week, right? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to tell me what the movie's about next week? <laughs> what movie are we doing? Wreck. <laughs> Wreck. Yes. Wreck. I remembered. I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Of course, it is. Yeah. Um, teenagers mm-hmm. are lost. Of course. Yeah. And the news finds footage. <laughs> found footage. It's, okay. They find it's footage. It's found footage? It's okay. found footage. Great. Obviously. Obviously. Um, the news finds it. And... Mm-hmm. Hence the movie's made. It's a documentary-esque movie. Great. A mockumentary, if you will, but not funny. This is not actually okay. a documentary. Obviously. So it's a found um, footage mockumentary. Yeah, like like Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Exactly. Yep. Right? And the, the teenagers. Yeah. The why teenagers. Did they, go they go to an abandoned high school. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. And no? No, I said, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Of course they do. What do you mean? Thank you. Thank you. They go to an abandoned <laughs> high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get in there, they can't get back out. No. Um, somehow the found footage is found, though. I don't know how. Um, but yeah, they... They, they never do. <laughs> yeah. No. No. 
just like every found footage movie, they go looking for trouble and they find it. And one by one, they are killed. Fuck around and find out? Yep. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. Found footage movies don't have plots. Yeah. Great. Yep, that's the whole movie. That's the whole movie. Is that close? It is found footage. It is not about teenagers going to abandon high school, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a Spanish language film. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's foreign. And, uh, it's found footage. That's all I'll tell you. How do you say recording in Spanish? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look it up. I better Record start in Spanish. Re- registro. Okay. So it's translated. Um, well, I don't know, because all the like Spanish posters, it's it's called rec. Huh. Like stylized Maybe as rec, short for record. Maybe that's like, what the it. button's called. Maybe, yeah. It could be that it's just, that's just what it's called universally. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I'm excited. Me too. I haven't done found footage in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. We've only done one. Mm, is that true? I think so. Uh, Their first episode. Is Blair Witch the only found footage that we've done? I think so. No way. I mean, we've watched many found footage movies. Damn. That is, I think, the only one that we've reviewed. That's crazy. There's a lot of them. It's quite a bit, yeah. Uh, See you next week, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We'll, uh... I was just going to say, we'll see you next week, but you already (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Crushed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Bye. Bye.